Hello. And welcome to another episode of From the Lower Level. I'm your host, Moshi. And I'm Patrizio. And Moshi, she don't even know she look inbred. <laughs> I mean, we need a quote book. I would, need a quote book. I would buy that. I would buy a coffee table book. Miriam Cosby's greatest hits. No, it would be something more inspiring, like the like the immaculation or something. I don't know, something the, imma- the immaculation Ooh, of Mary M. Cosby. Is that is immaculation a thing? What does that mean? Isn't it a Madonna album? I don't know. Anyway, the point is... Oh, that's very good gay history. I am going to... I mean, and also we need to make sure that the photos of Miriam Cosby are, like, public domain. It doesn't need to have photos. I think we should go with illustrations. And perhaps a candle. (laughs) Just randomly. Hospital smell candle. Yeah, like a matching candle well, you heard it here first, from the lower level, official merch coming to a store near you. Um, let's see if we could actually make this happen. I guess it just means a rewatch of every single episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that features Mariam Cosby because they've now all happened. Well, yeah, lucky there's only two seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless. Well... Before we get into the crux of the world without Maryam Cosby, what's the word on the street? Moshi, I think the big one this week has been out of the Big Apple, Red Housewives of New York. Um, the rumour that is circulating that everyone is cancelled except for Luann and Ramona for the upcoming season. <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> well, this is what I heard. Apparently, Sonia Morgan is no longer living in New York, and that's why she has is potentially not on this new cast. That makes sense. Apparently, her her current like place of residence is Florida. Isn't that where Ramona lives though? Normally, as well, like doesn't Ramona just fly in to film the show? Well, why can't we do the same for Sonia Morgan? Like, and actually, girl, an Airbnb. Doesn't Luann do the same thing, or maybe Luann doesn't go to Florida anymore? No, I, well, I think she spends more time. Well, she did have the house upstate New York, but I think she did sell that. I don't know if she got a replacement one. But anyway, the point is we're just bringing back Ramona and Luann and a bunch of whole new ladies. But it's weird to me that you would cancel everybody but the two people who actually need to be cancelled. But anyway. I mean, unfortunately, Moshi, we must be in the minority of the people who want to see the backs of these women. I mean, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Once again, getting it wrong. Are they entertaining? Hell yeah, but they need to stop being rewarded for this mess. Well, allegedly going to start filming the new season this coming fall, um, which is quite a while away, actually. It's a while away because we're only about to jump into autumn here in the lower level. So, yeah, it's like a year out or six months out. I guess they still need to confirm 
the rest of the cast because no one wants to do it moshi no one wants exactly to interesting anyway what else is going on well um i don't know if you saw this but apparently um just moving to new jersey um Teresa had her engagement party with Louis, uh, like, late last year, early this year, and apparently Dolores was not invited to the party. Apparently the two ladies are in a bit of a friendship rut at the moment. Interesting. I know we're going to talk about New Jersey later, but I think Dolores is having a huge moment. I think... She is evaluating her life in many, many ways. And she's she's also changing and evolving. And I'm it wouldn't surprise me if Teresa is unable to get with that. Um, because I think the thing about Trey, she'll always be like a traditionalist. Well, did you say that Dolores went Instagram official with her new Irish boyfriend? Well, I haven't seen him yet. Love an Irishman. Mm, yeah, they just, they just went on a trip to Ireland together. <laughs> Where they go, Patricia, say it again. Ireland. Ireland. Wow. It's just Ireland. Well, no, that sounds like a different word to me. But anyway, the point Ireland. is, I actually feel like I, I don't agree with you because I think that Teresa is the kind of girl with, that loves to have friends who are also in relationships. Yeah, I'm sure. not, not saying that, but I think I think the thing is between her and Dolores, and I'm sure it'll play out as we watch the season, but I think Dolores, Dolores is not her personality is changing, but I think she's evolving. Like Dolores is like very open-minded. She's much more modern um, than Teresa. And um, I think Teresa is struggling. And I think, you know, for Teresa, the things are, is that she expects blind loyalty and I think that Dolores, where she was traditionally very blind loyal, I think she's breaking that habit. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that later on because yes. I have something to say. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> Beverly, Beverly Hills has been real the bulk of where the word on the street has landed this week, though. I mean, we found out a few things now that um, season 14 has wrapped filming. Um, Amazing. We saw that the ladies filmed their new intros um, yep. for the show this week. Ladies in red. Red, yes. Red, red wine. Yes. Look, I think the only thing that upsets me is the fact that, like, I mean, obviously franchises are held to different standards, but the fact that Beverly Hills managed to get, like, a whole new intro sequence filmed, but, like, New Jersey still does this, like, hodgepodge, like, kind of refresh like every second housewife every third season it's just justice needs to be it's it's about the dollars get the production company to get those dollars in like it's that simple (sighs) anyway um so kathy hilton has obviously been the big topic of discussion in beverly hills i mean there was allegations of a season desist some bad behavior on the cast trip um, but we found out that she didn't attend the finale party um, because she was unavailable. She had a previous engagement um, <laughs> with the Trumps um, uh, at the Super Bowl party in Florida. Gross. Nice to know. Do you think that the prior engagement or she just did not want to film? I think she didn't want to film. 
Um, and I think this is what happens every time we fall in love with someone. Their second season, <laughs> like this is, they they show us who they really are. Yes, I, I think that's correct. We we learn who they really are. Um, we also had Erica Jane. We found out that she has officially bar her $750,000 earrings. Um, and on the same day, we found out that Tom Girardi has had his life insurance policy seized. It's been taken. He He's owned so that we can pay the victims. It needs to be done. you got to do what needs to be done. Restitution. Here for it. Finally, justice. Well, not justice yet. Not justice. We're, we're, we're hopefully something. we're on way to justice. Um, speaking of justice, though. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what <a> segue. <laughs> justice was paid out on Celebrity Big Brother. We found <laughs> out that... <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, we spoke about how Cynthia and Teddy were going into the Big Brother house in the US, a celebrity one, and um, Teddy was the first big fan. <laughs> She's like the worst human to be on TV. Like, everybody hates her. I kind of want, like, a Survivor or Big Brother episode of, like, The Housewives and, like, just to watch them all evict her one more time. Well, Ultimate Girls Trip Survivor Edition. Well, but it's, like, Squid Games. <laughs> <laughs> that is evil but also fabulous. Uh, and um, just to close this out, um, apparently... Um, Queens by Queens of Bravo by Bravo Queens of Bravo Queens by Bravo Isn't Queens that? by Queens of Bravo I don't know but I love that Instagram Yes they're an Instagram page and they um, posted today that apparently Real Housewives of Dubai is going to air at the same time as Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I think it's going to be one of those like back to back situations um, which to me I think it makes sense makes sense. They're, they're obviously trying to capture the exact same audience. So giving them a night of Bravo totally makes sense. Yeah, like Dubai is definitely this going to be the same level of wealth and glitz and glam that I think the yes. Beverly Hills women give. 100% here for it. Yes. Well, Moshi, that's the word on the street. So let's break down the episodes from this week. And we're going to start out with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It was the finale of season two, 21 episodes later. Insanity. It's been done. Um, We'll have a three-part reunion after this week. Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, there were some things that happened in this episode and I think the thing that I was most offended by was the fact that Heather Gay got an entire segment dedicated to herself. The way that this production company, the way that Andy Cohen wants to just give her this place that she just has not, in my opinion, worked hard enough for. Oof. Look... I guess I, so I agree with you, except something happened this week that changed my opinion. So 
I think I'm with you in that I've been saying like we need to let this Mormon Heather Gay situation like it's not interesting it's not that fascinating anymore but this week on her Instagram Heather posted that this is it that was like she's done now she's gotten her closure that that memorial was essentially that's the the fork in the spaghetti she's done um and that when we see her next it's something different so that makes me feel hopeful that should she return we will kind of get i think what we were promised in the first season but i also would be still keen on the um bad weather mormon escapee show where they rock up in a van and like kidnap the people trying <laughs> to escape the church <laughs> Well, you know, there's a gap in the market, you know. Peacock um, is looking for content. <laughs> like, do, uh, to be honest, I don't think Peacock is struggling. I don't think they're struggling for content. Um, I think Bravo is actually struggling for content. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think that that is a fabulous show. Happy to watch it. But in terms of the show at present, you know, next season, what I want to see from Heather is I want to see single Heather. I want to see her dating. I want to see her expanding beauty lab and laser like we are not spending enough time watching people getting botox like i want to see that um yeah anything else specifically you want to see from heather her back interesting wow powerful (laughs) shady (laughs) i'll I'll, Um, I'll leave it there (laughs) look i mean Speaking about seeing the back of things, uh, Jen Shah was moving out in this episode. We need to take more leaves of absences between episodes because these segues so far on fire, Patty. On I am fire. Back with a vengeance. A hundred percent. The vengeance does you good. Um so yeah, Jen has finally realized that to pay her two million dollar retainer that perhaps she's gonna have to downsize slightly. Um she had the the moving crew come and quoted her like ten grand to move all her shit. Um it's a sad it's a sad fall from grace. It it's really sad. It seems to me that look, I have an avoidant attachment style, which means like I, I can be confrontational, but not about things that are important. So if it's anything to do with like actual feelings and actual change, I am not going to address it. But what I'm seeing from Jen is like avoidance on a scale I didn't even know existed. Like she seems to have no idea about what is going on in her life. Like she just, I, I want to say that she's not taking it seriously, but I personally believe that as a coping mechanism, She's completely shutting it out and not wanting to face the truth at all. And that, to me, is actually, like, quite sad. I mean, look, word on the straight moshi is that I think of, like, the 10 or so plaintiffs in this case oh. that's brought against her, every single one of them except for Jen Shah has taken, a, taken deal. a plea deal. Yeah, I know. And this this is adds to my frustration for her. I do think, you know, that Jen came in really well this season in the end. She landed really, really well. But this whole moving situation, I like to think that if it was me, Patrizia, I'm selling fucking everything. I don't need, you know, 10, 20, 30 designer bags. I can have five. Like, 
things need to go and she just doesn't seem to be making, you know, those things. It speaks to me a lot of the stuff. Sometimes I wonder if, like, she can't sell things because she doesn't own things as well. That's kind of sad if that's the case. Because I was thinking, like, she has a Porsche. Like, sell your car. Yes, it's not $2 million, but it's a start, right? Like, you, you're you going to have to find the money somewhere. And if the way that you were allegedly frauding people was for your business and that's obviously not how you can make money anymore, then you're going to have to make money by selling everything you own from, like, I don't know, cleaning toilets, if that's what you have to do. Like, obviously, yeah. the show is bringing in some salary for her, but... Yeah, I agree with you. I think a lot of it is rented. I don't think any of it is owned. I think there's a lot of questions around how much cash flow she had, um, you know, multiple credit cards. She was a girl living on multiple credit cards. Yeah. I think one of the things that you just made me think about in terms of her business is I suspect there were elements of her business that weren't fraudulent because she has multiple um income streams right that was something that she told us right from the beginning that she had multiple income streams so i'm actually wondering if there are some of her income streams that are still coming in um i i feel like she's too smart to have put all of her eggs in this one basket i don't know i think we would need whitney here um, if she's (laughs) if she's not busy (laughs) naked painting with her husband oh Um, Oh, cringe (laughs) The way that we just need to stop seeing 100% housewives trying with their partners, I'm just no thank you. But, um, I, I doubt that any of them were legit businesses, they were all businesses propping up another business that was doing something shady. Like, I just I don't, I, I'm sorry, enough. I just don't think that anything was above board in her life. No, I agree with you. Um, I want to just touch on what you just mentioned about Whitney's heterosexual act of disgustingness that we witnessed between her and her husband, Justin. I was personally offended as a ally of the LGBTQIA plus and the community and sometime member. The reason I was offended is how did we go from like a beautiful, glad moment looking at Meredith's amazing jewelry collab with glad and then straight to that disgustingness it was offensive (laughs) maybe it was justice for meredith like we finally to watch to, to talk about doing amazing things where you're supporting a really important organization that supports LGBTQIA plus youth and communities to then have us witness that atrocity of heterosexual sexual endeavor like feral. But that's that's the thing that that we see the trash that Whitney is. The TV needs to stop trying to sell heterosexuality as a thing. It's done now. It's cancelled. It's not interesting. <laughs> I mean, the kids are only becoming more queer these days. That's a hundred percent. I I watched that and I was like, "Don't be straight, kids. Like, just don't be straight. If this is what your life is going to look like." <laughs> Anyway, I digress, but it was gross. 
not with not Whitney being the ad for becoming queer so you have to do all that. I mean, come on. Oh my god. But look, the main event of this of this episode was the finale which was the Vita Tequila um what was a food court party. Eighties themed mall food court. Party. Wow. It was like late 80s, early 90s, which I thought was like very specific also. Um, I mean, I just want to pause and reflect for a moment on the comments that Mary M. Cosby had to make about the tequila. Vita tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is blah and like... Tastes it tastes like water. And who would expect anything less from Lisa Barlow? Because she is also blah and leaves a bad taste in your mouth. (laughs) Facts were spoken. I mean, we're probably going to lose a whole bunch of listeners at this point. (laughs) But was there a live talk? I don't know. I have not had beta tequila. What does she say after she says, like, she goes, it's just like Lisa, it's blah. And then she says... Something else that's just really funny, but I've forgotten it. We'll save it for the coffee table book. Um, just amazing, honestly. Um, but what, like, there were two things that happened for me, anyway. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I mean, look, and it starts with Whitney wanting to finally have this like confrontation with Mary, and I love Mary because you know what. Although Mary wants, like, nothing to do with the show, nothing to do with these women, like, she's done. The way that, like, I actually appreciate the, her being, like, you know what, Whitney, you're drunk. You're not, uh-huh. like, you're not in the right frame of mind. You're not, like, coherent. Let's not do this in this moment. I was like, I respect you. Mary. I respect so, it. But um, do you know what I, can I just say what I love most about that moment? is that Mary was having a DNM with Coach Shah and I realised that that was the first time I'd ever seen them have an interaction together and there really was something for me personally, being a black woman, something really lovely about watching Mary having this like really beautiful conversation with, to our knowledge, a really sweet black man and they were talking about healing and he was talking about the power of the church with her. I mean, Mary said some things that were weird, like when he said... um, that when she said that, you know, her congregation who had been going up to Jen to show her love and appreciation, they simply follow their leader. And I was like, Mary, Mary, stop, stop, Mary, just stop now. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was, that was, I loved that we caught, we caught that conversation um, because it really did align well with the conversation that was to come the way she looks at coach Shah and she's like you know uh, she goes what did I tell you she's out to get me or something she was like pray for me yeah she said pray for me and I was like fucking hell she's amazing with these lives Mary is one of those women though that I think gets along with like masculine energies a lot more than women like I think like you even saw like she sort of walks in and who she greeted by she's greeted by John um, John and um, she's having this conversation with coach Shah and I mean I'm skipping ahead a little bit here as well but apparently the only person that like 
runs after Miriam Cosby is Seth. Seth. Yeah, I believe that. Um, I I don't know if it's necessarily masculine energy, but I, I think like it's very obvious that Mary does not have a great relationship with women. And if we go back to, you know, two episodes ago when they were, well, it's not so much two episodes ago, it's one episode ago, but like uh, several weeks ago, where their last night, um, where were they? Where was their holiday? Zion. Zion. Um, and, you know, there's that perfect capture that the screen gets where Mer- Meredith and Whitney have just had a bit of a confrontation and uh, Whitney is walking off and the camera just pans to Miriam Cosby who's just randomly in a doorway just watching all of this take place and all she says is there's like a pause there's like a real like the pause for a beat like the timing is so good and she just goes women and it's the tone and it's everything and in that moment we get it so I I agree with you in terms of the energies but I think you know it's it's a bit of a trope, but she obviously has an issue with women. But I'm just going to add this thing that is unsaid, and I'm just going to say it because I can. When she says women, she's not just talking about any women. She's very much specifically talking about white women. And I, you need to know, it's true. It is true. That is who she means when she says women. And, like, you know, then then in this episode, it's that same energy, like, she doesn't want to have to deal with women. And, and she's talking about specifically housewives type women, women who want the drama. But again, I'm with you. Got to respect that she doesn't want to get into the nonsense with Whitney because Whitney is trash. But she also doesn't want to get into the nonsense with Jenny because Jenny is wasted and wants to have, she wants, like, I mean, it's been speculated online, Moshi. Is this Jenny trying to get the moment where she gets a contract for next season? Yes. And that was my my thing is that the issue is the reason why she doesn't want to have anything to do with Jenny is because of the way Jenny comes to her. And I will say it again. This is the same reason I believe that Mary doesn't want to have it with any of the women because it's how they go up to her to have these interactions. But Jenny completely tries to derail a conversation that is happening between Whitney and her. And to be honest, Whitney has done the same thing in every other conversation. She tries to pull focus to her in a conversation that Mary's trying to have with somebody else. But if I'd been at a party and Jenny came at me like that, I'm actually the one who would have thrown a glass in her face. I am so impressed with Mary's ability to keep her cool and to just continue being shady. Like I am very impressed with that. I and I agree. I think that there was something to be said about how she handles herself and how she's handled herself throughout the season when these women have really come for her. Um, you know, she definitely hasn't said the right thing every single time, but I am not surprised now after finishing this season as to why she chose not to attend the reunion. Yeah. I, I think we were speculating that it was for every other reason um, when it broke a few weeks ago. But now having seen the footage, it's like, I get it. I get why I she totally doesn't have to talk to any of these women ever again. Like, if she never saw Jenny ever again, like, she would be a better person for it. Like, In many ways, I also think that, like, 
Jenny did herself such a disservice. Like she came in so hot gunning for Mary and it ended up backfiring on her. And now when I watch the interactions Jenny has with Mary, it's impossible for me not to watch them and have them informed by her racist rhetoric towards black people. Like it's impossible for me not to watch it with that frame on. Like, but I just want to say I was anti-Jenny from the first episode. <laughs> It's the first time I think I've gotten something right. Um, I'm still incredibly disappointed with Mary because I know, you know, Jenny says to her, you signed up for this show. And that this is why, this is how I know that Jenny is coming for that next contract. She says to Mary, she says Mary has to have a confrontation with her because Mary signed up for this show. And Mary says, but I didn't sign up for you. That is, that is poetry. That is facts. That is law. Put that in law. But um, it speaks to two things. One is that Mary really did sign up for this show and she didn't play the game and she could have played it better. She has all the makings of somebody who could have been a phenomenal housewife. Um, she definitely needs therapy. Um, and although she really it was entertaining to watch, cannot excuse the things that she has said. She is also very racist. A lot of the things that she says is steeped in white supremacy. Um, when she does actually say to um, Jenny, the hood's jumping out, like comments like that, they are antiquated and horrible. But in Mary's defence, like Jenny actually is from the hood. She's from like the hood, like she's from LA. <laughs> like she's yeah, from, she's from Long LA. Beach. That, but she's from parts of LA where people like she's from Compton like people like are empowered by the fact that that's the hood like the story is I got out of there and I did something better with my life or whatever um so that's not a lie but at the same time the way Mary's saying it is also really disgusting and and horrible um so you know I guess you would say Patrizio that all these housewives are trash and we just have to accept it but she's my favourite piece of trash. Yeah, I think of all the trash, she's my favourite piece of trash. She She's the one piece of trash I would, like, grab out of the, the trash can. Just... <laughs> you just fell in and I'm going to take it out and maybe wipe it down and keep it. And you said that there was another thing that happened, another moment that happened at this party. Well, I mean, look, again, it's with whole Meredith situation and I think this is the thing that angers me the most is that looking back on this whole season the way that there were so many like egregious things that happened the fact that like Jen Shah was allegedly involved in this like huge fraud conspiracy I mean like Miriam Cosby was allegedly running a cult and was pretty racist along the way as well. <laughs> like, just the fact that, like, the other women are all just, like, enabling each other as well. But the thing that we all chose to concentrate on was whether, like, Meredith's dad's memorial seven day or not. And, like, the way that she just copped it. And it was just, again, it was the same bullshit. And you know what? Like, I'm sort of, sort of encouraged that I think Jen 
Janet clearly is just one of those women that really needs a lot of validation. That's what she was like looking for from yes. Meredith. Um, but then it just turned into a shit show again, right? And bad weather are there to like, you know, play their games and and then Meredith Meredith knows things, Moshi, about these well, other women's marriages. <laughs> yeah. I so my question to you is like what do you think Meredith knows? So aside from the fact we know she's told us her and Seth dated other people uh, when they were separated, okay? We get it. That was a bad version. I can do her accent better, but in that moment, like, that's what came to mind. <sighs> yes, Seth and I dated other people. Like, that's not a secret. We have heard the rumours that Jen Shah has had extramarital affairs. I too believe that her and Coach Shah were separated when it happened and they don't want us to know that she's been separated. Oh, I just, sorry, I just want to, every, everyone, um, guest, guest appearance from Meredith Marks <laughs> on the pod this week. <laughs> Speaking of enabling people, thank you, Patrizio. Um, <laughs> well, yes, and I think... For the same reason in New Jersey that um, Jennifer didn't want to discuss her her extramarital affairs. It's like there's kids in Jen Shah didn't want to air that she was separated for a period of time from Coach Shah and out having sex with other people, whether or whether they even were separated or not. Who knows? Um, I mean, but what does Meredith have on these other women? I mean, I bet you she thinks that Whitney is, in fact, a swinger, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of these women have confided something in her, except for probably Jenny, who at this point is irrelevant anyway, but I'm sure that she knows the tea. Meredith knows nothing. There is nothing. The only person that she could have actual tea on is Lisa. And in terms of what she, the other things that she thinks she knows, everything she knows she heard from Lisa. Meredith has never had a relationship, proper relationship with any of these women except for Lisa, Jen, and recently Mary. Um, and I think hers and Mary's friendship was relatively surface, which is why it was successful. But, um, yeah, I think um, that Lisa, Lisa has told her things. And I what I actually think is happening is that Meredith has held things back that Lisa has said about the other women. Um, and that's the thing that could, and that's because, you know, Lisa is probably the person who will not take it. Like everybody else can weather the bad weather, can weather a storm, but Lisa Barlow, she, she'll be mortified. I just want to say quickly, um, I think Mary and Meredith are not friends, they're colleagues. Yeah. A hundred percent workmates. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, you know the scene in Zion, you know, Whitney and Meredith are having that discussion and Meredith goes, well, Whitney, what if I said I don't believe that you don't know where your father is, right? And Whitney is so offended by that because apparently off camera, Whitney and Meredith had had a really deep and meaningful conversation about the fact that Whitney's father has disappeared and, you know, he's not in contact with her and they don't know you know, where he is. Um, so I, I think there is perhaps some conversations that are happening okay. between these women. Um, but I, now that I've heard the Lisa Barlow theory, I would say that that is probably more likely the situation. Um, 
But I, I think Meredith, when, you know, she's there in Park City for three months a year, I think she sees these women and gets some, gets some goss. I love how much you validate my opinions as theories. Like, I feel like a professor. <laughs> you, I mean, you are a professor. <laughs> Housewives professor. All right. So it was a crazy party. We had... A crazy blowout. Miriam Cosby walks away after having a glass thrown at her. To be honest, that should have been enough for Jenny not to have gotten a ticket back because that's like a physical act of violence against someone. There was intent and intention there. Um, and, uh, you know, Meredith and, and the team have this blowout, which comes all off the back of Jen and their friendship and, did Jen call the feds and all this bullshit and everybody kind of hates each other at the end and we're about to head into the reunion. So I have some questions for you, Patrizio. Maybe like we'll do this a bit rapid fire. Oh, can I just say quickly, um, Jenny actually spoke to page six and said that she didn't throw the glass at Mary. She threw the glass at the floor. There is a difference. I just want to say that <laughs> I have eyes and I watch the show and I know what I saw. <laughs> you, you can't make that face. This is an, an audio platform. People can't see that face. We need like a, a reaction cam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is like basically Patrizio's face said, and there we said it. <laughs> well, hit me with your rapid fire questions just like Jenny tried to hit Mary with that glass. A hundred percent. Well, what, again, segues on point. I just want to know your opinion. So let's think of this as a rapid Patty's opinion moment. Overall thoughts of the season. It went for too long, but I was, I was entertained. Favorite bits. Um, Miriam Cosby every single time. Worst bits. Miriam Cosby every single time. Sorry. I mean, worst bits, there are probably too many to mention. I'm going to have to say the fact that they came hard for Meredith when there were other women who should have had the spotlight thrown on them. Hopes for next season. The back of bad weather. Oh, both of them. Okay, reunion expectations and predictions. Um, I expect everyone... Um, and for, I mean, we've already seen the trailer, Lisa to lose her shit and walk out and, um, Whitney to be there. She'll be present. Do you think that we will get to the bottom of whether or not Jen is going to take a plea? No, we've seen Jen is in denial that a court case is even before her. She doesn't even know how long her potential sentence is. Did Coach Shah know? I I don't think he did. I I don't know how could you could still be married to someone and know what they had allegedly Ooh. done. The way your eyebrow goes up on some of those things, it's like, is he lying? Is he telling the truth? Look, that concludes this um, round of Patrizio's opinions on Salt Lake City in the future. Um, and I think it also kind of concludes this little section. We should take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk. Oh, Miami. <laughs> We've been away too long. I forgot. You're supposed to say Real Housewives of Harry, say, Miami. And New Jersey. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and New Jersey. All right. We'll be back. 
Mushy, we're back from the break. Hello. Talk real Housewives of Miami. Oh, Mushy, um, yeah, look, we took a hiatus. Um, so it's been a few weeks and episodes have been playing and I fall in love with these women more and more every single time. Um, I just want to say that I have been really interested by the fact that I feel like there are two factions at the moment, the new girls versus the old girls. I love that Dr. Nicole Martin is the queen of the new girls. Also, she got the ladies to her house. We finally got to see her interact with Julia without the other women there. Like, it's all very interesting to me. This was not what I expected. I did not expect Nicole to be the front runner. I expected to not like her. And I think that's how I felt very early on. But I'm loving her. I, you know, what has, I think, propelled her forward is the fact that she is going head to head with Marisol. And I think it's very much old guard, new guard. Like, Nicole is the new Marisol. Yes. The one caveat that I will say is because of her allegiance to Julia, um, she's managed to also get Adriana kind of on her team. Like, Adriana is doing a good job of not actually being able to play both sides to a certain degree. Um, And that's, I'm just going to be really honest, that's one thing that's completely shocked me. And I don't know if it's just because we've gotten so few episodes that we haven't had an opportunity to see, like, how some of the disagreements and kinks, like, played out. Like, I don't understand how Gertie and Adriana are friends all of a sudden. Um, You know, like, just little things like that. But, yeah, with the factions, Adriana is kind of in the middle. Um, well, on that note, it has been a short season. It's episode 11 that we're going to be talking about today, but it's really... I was going to say, and tomorrow, because tomorrow will be Friday, which is Thursday in the US. It's the last episode. Yes. So it's been 12 episodes of this season and we're going to get a two-part reunion. Um, and the trailer dropped this week, um, which I actually... Whenever the trailer for the reunions drop, I was like, oh, my God, like, we're already that close to the end of the season. Um, but we got to see a few things from this trailer, like, first of all, the seating arrangements. I think mm. we had speculated. Um, but, again, it is left side OGs, right side new housewives. Um, Including Adriana. Well, because she has to be next to her gal pal, Julia. Um, and with that said, does Julia deserve the seat next to Andy? Well, I think this is what the internet is asking. Why is Julia next to Andy? I am here for it. No, it is. No, Nicole earned that seat. Well, Nicole got shafted to the end. What is up with that? Make it make sense. I am going to say that I support in that final, in that front seat, because I feel that next episode perhaps will be Julia's moment. Like, is this, like, finally where, like, because, you know, she's been really, like, mellow and, like, peace on earth. Are we finally going to get, like, the housewife brat behaviour from Julia? No, we're going to get it from Adriana. 
I think that Julia gets that seat because Adriana can't because she's not a full-time housewife and she's essentially a proxy to be able to get Adriana as close to Andy as possible. They had to put Julia there. If this is the case, Adriana is a genius. Okay. And on that point then, why get the seat in the middle? Well, Gertie, I mean, she didn't get as much screen time as everybody else. She kind of really should be on the end, but I think it's because she's beautiful. And also you can't just put the one black woman on the end. It doesn't work. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have to put the one black woman on the if? end. It's Kiki. Thank Where you. Is Kiki? Where is Kiki? Can I just say, none of these women were friends of. There is not one woman in Miami that was a friend of. Put them all holding the mojito. I want to see 100 women holding a mojito in the front of Miami because you could be, you could put a hundred women in the cast and they would all bring it. Like, that is how good this show is. I need the intro sequence to go for the full 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes. Episode, just to get through all 100 women and their taglines. And the amount of drama we would get just in the intro, it'd be worth it. Okay, so then on the left-hand side couch, we have um, in closest to Andy and going outwards, Alexia. Alexia Deserved. Um, Marisol when she finally appears. Uh, and then Lisa. There. I feel like Larsa probably could have snagged the other side next to Andy. Yeah. That would have made more to me than Julia, I guess, in a way. But um, I am just was really confused by this. One of the cast photos from the reunion and like Alexia and Larsa are like holding hands. Yeah, they're all friends. Okay, but like Larsa's friends with them, but like holding hands to me. I mean, I don't. Look, I don't hold hands with my intimate partner, let alone, like... You would hold hands with Alexia, trust me. (laughs) I I know you. You might not hold hands with your intimate partner. So I'm going to refer to them by that every time I see them. (laughs) Hello, Patrizio's intimate partner. But um, if Alexia asks to hold your hand, are you saying no to Alexia? I mean, it's... That that's a question for Patrizio after. <laughs> it's holding hands. <laughs> We're holding hands in prep. I, I wouldn't hold... be holding their hands. I'd be holding them titties. Okay, that's that's that is so. Number one, that is not what I asked you. Number two, that is for Patrizio after dark. Focus, Patrizio. <laughs> I asked you to hold her hand. I the answer to that is yes. <laughs> Yes, on my way to something else. <laughs> Disgusting. Jesus her heart. Christ. Her heart. Okay, okay. You're holding her heart. All right. Anyway, um, we digress. But... Anyway, I just think that was all really interesting to see the scene chart finally, um, to see the evolution of these, like, groups of women. Mm. Um, but this episode is really all about Alexia's bachelorette party. <laughs> deserved a eulation. I love that. Um, and it's in the Versace mansion, which is, of Iconic. course, the inspiration as well for the reunion set. 
were you surprised to hear that the Versace mansion has no Versace like China? <laughs> <laughs> On some level, it made sense to me. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Um, but that Marisol brought her own china, that also seems about right. Um, I think this was just another example of, like, why Marisol is a friend of but really holding up Mojito. I mean, she she gave us a lot in this episode because, of course, mm. she the bachelorette party. Um, but we find out that she used to party at the Versace mansion in the early 90s. And she learnt to throw parties from Donatella Versace herself. That makes sense to me. I mean, I think we forget that Marisol is, um, what, second generation Cubana. She, um, her parents were socialites. Like she comes from the socialite money. And this is where, this is where I feel like you know this about Marisol. I would say that her home that we see on the show is very modest. It's by no means cheap, but it is modest, I think, compared to some of the other people on the show. But she's kind of like Kathy Hilton, like in the sense of her wealth whispers. Like she has that very old school, very socialite money. She might not be the richest woman in the room, but she is the richest woman in the room. And I'm really not surprised. I mean, she's like the Paris Hilton of her generation. That's how she she is. And I feel like she told us that in the early days. And that was kind of like her whole issue with like the Larsas and all those other girls was that they were too new money for her. Like that was her whole beef, right? Well, I think the thing that she will always say as well is that she is Miami. She was born and raised in Miami, whereas I think these other women have come at some point in their lives and, you know, established themselves, but they are by no means OG Miami women. Um, Not in the same way that she is, 100%. I definitely agree with you, though. I think her house is, you know, I mean, she's got no kids or anything. Like, it's just her and now her partner. So the Husband. Remember, she married him so that she could be on the show. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> For the attention. but To be relevant, um, yeah. You know, the house is probably all she really needs. It looks like it's got a beautiful garden space as well. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, Enjoy Miami. And she also says that she hasn't worked in six years either. Like, you know, since the last season of you know housewives in miami which she used to be a pr manager yeah she had a she was had a very famous pr company it sounded to me what i was going to say to you patricia is that she hasn't worked since her mum passed away oh (laughs) that was the correlation that that i picked up when she said that she hasn't worked in six years also i think public relations has changed so much that you either had to like fully keep up and be all over social media and be doing all the things or like if you don't need the money you just kind of step aside well i just want to say i just i've just googled it i will admit um mama elsa only passed away in 2019 oh okay so it's not six years so she'd already stopped working Yes, but she did manage to sell $2 million worth of Mama Elsa's jewellery apparently this year, last year. Fair enough. I mean, it's her inheritance, the joy of being an only child, right? Um, 
But is her yeah. father still alive? Do we know this? He died? Is he alive? I'm not sure. Yeah, interesting. Um, so we're having this like kinky penis pinata themed everything's got a penis on it. Lisa, because Lisa it's, Lisa organized. But it's also this. a bachelor it's a bachelorette party. That's what they have. Just penis. Once again, heteros het het culture. They're teaching the kids how to be het- heter- heterosexual. Well, I mean, you know, Alexia as well. I mean, for the life that she has lead, led, um, she's, I think, on the more conservative side. Of oh, 100%. Despite the way, she, you know, we make assumptions from the way she looks, she's Teresa Jaduce. She's traditional. But were you gagged to hear that um, Alexia went to one of the Obama, like, fundraising events? Uh, no, I wasn't. And once again, it, there, is, there are women who are on this show, whenever they expose themselves as Democrats, they do it big. It's her. It's I once again need to watch season one of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Adrian on that show as well. Huge donor. Helped Obama get elected. They're queens <laughs> to me. I love that. Like, it's not just like, no, donated. It was like helped him to get elected. Yes, she, because it's not chump change that she's donating. She threw parties. She got more money. She fundraised, Patrizio. I was a little bit gagged um, just because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like usually like the Cuban crowd ends up being a little bit more Republican because, you know, anti-communist. No, I don't think that that's what it is. I don't, and I don't necessarily think that they're all like anti-communist. I think they're, I just like there's communism, and then there's like extreme communism, which is what's <laughs> happening in Cuba. Um, but I think what it when you when I think when you are an immigrant, when you have come from nothing, when you are about enriching lives, you know, perhaps having dealt with people in your home who are considered, you know, illegal immigrants, you know, people who um, don't have the legal right to be in a company country, even though, you know, everyone has a, a, a right to live somewhere and be safe. Um, I think there's more in it than that. And I think that that's perhaps the element that the Republicans can't get. But also, I mean, if I'm putting my cynical hat on, it was a party. She got to wear her Versace dress. Like, why you you why wouldn't you go to a party for the president? You know what I mean? You don't say no to that. Well, and plus, I mean, I think it was Herman's party. Yes. And Herman was Can I LGBTQIA plus. Okay, and the plus. Can I just say, have you heard this recent thing that Alexia is saying that Herman and also her dad, they weren't gay, but they were bi. Well, I mean, sexuality is a spectrum. It is, but she has re- but she's going on this sort of like real reinforcing. It's just an aside. I just wanted to throw it out there that um, we shouldn't be saying that they were like homosexual. We should be saying they were bisexual. I mean, either or, love Herman, is love. Herman clearly enjoyed having relations with Alexia and enjoyed having relations with the sexy Cuban dancer. But 
in the same way that you, and do you mind if I just out you on our podcast? <laughs> if they don't know, I worry about them. But in the same way that you would be grabbing Alexia's boobs, I wonder if it's one of those, you know? Well, Gay men love boobs. Don't, I mean, look, don't put me in a box, Marshy. I will always put you in a box. <laughs> I mean, as the kids would say, perhaps I'm pansexual. <laughs> I love your because they make patty, food. You make your patty sexual. Your patty sexual. <laughs> um, but no, we need to leave your sexuality off this podcast. Okay, next. Thank you. Um, well, look, one one dick for life. But um, we find out that Alexia is stressed the fuck out because her mum has COVID, Jesus and her mum is like very elderly. Her mum has like already been unwell. Um, it's a whole thing. And now we're like, will her mum make it to the wedding? Like, nobody has gone through the. You can't script her drama. Her life is a telenovela. A hundred percent it is. Can I just ask you? I'm quite into the wedding on the boat thing that she's doing. Um, I mean, the only thing I don't like about a boat is it, if I was a guest, like you can't get off. I don't think they're going out to sea. <laughs> I think then, they're staying moored. Then that works for me. Yeah. Then you can leave when you want to. I think it's more about just having the space. But, um, yeah, that's quite cute. I it's thought that was a very out-of-the-box solution. It's like COVID safe. You can go outside. Like, I just think it's very clever. Well, I was about to say, look, I'm sure with the very few restrictions that Florida had during the pandemic... Um, that the yacht was probably a very great place to have a party. Probably fits a lot of people. I think, like, the issue that Gertie Oswell was talking about with that other venue was that, like, I think that the venue didn't want the housewives there. I think yeah, it was more, we don't want glasses broken and, you know, these shenanigans. Whereas our... the boat is like, we don't mind if housewives get thrown overboard. That's what we're here for. But also, Patricia, I want to remind you that we're not in Florida. We're in Miami. <laughs> Thank you. Not to be confused. Um, but, you know, in, in typical housewives fashion, oh. um, the bachelorette party cannot possibly be just about Alexia. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Gertie's charity event could not just be about the children who died in Haiti in the earthquake. No. Um, look, it's an opportunity for everyone to air their grievances all at once at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Nicole and Marisol, I just love that is so bothered, Nicole, because Nicole's like, I'm good. Like, we are done. Like, I never want to talk to you ever again. So I think it's kind of like, no, no, no. Like, you want to, you want to try and repair this. And Nicole's like, no, I actually don't want to repair this, Marisol. If I never speak to you or see you ever again, I would be fine. There's definitely an underlying, I don't want to use the word jealous because I think housewives throw it around too liberally. But there is something about Nicole and who Nicole is and how she's who she's become that I think really irks Marisol because I think I think for Mar- Marisol sees perhaps a lot of herself in Nicole and I think there is something there like you know when you're looking at your younger self 
who has managed to do some of the things that you didn't do. Just the fact that I think she was able to find a partner, have a child and is really just happy. I think that that perturbs Marisol. You know what? It annoys me too. Oh. <laughs> Not in a bad way. I like Nicole. I've grown to like Nicole. Um, so, I mean, look, and who starts this argument though? Like somebody, is it Lisa? Who yes. is it? She wants everybody to air their feelings. Like, uh, just, I feel sorry for Alexia. She's there in her Versace's. She just wants to have a good night. She wants <laughs> Versace's, to... the plural of Versace, Versace's. Yes, it is. Um, she just wants to have a good time. She just wants to, like, get some dick. I reckon... But like, fair, fair enough. And then, <laughs> if it's not enough for Nicole and Marisol to pop off, Julia decides to find her boy and decides to say that the person that she hasn't connected with is Larsa. <laughs> and not the oy- it's got nothing to do with the oysters that they've been eating. <laughs> I'm really glad that was clarified. <laughs> um, because, I mean, look. Larsa did make a comment about having children out of wedlock. So I think Julia is fine to be bothered by that. Um, But this is like a really random feud that like came out of nowhere. And I don't know, Moshi, are you of the same opinion as the other housewives that it's just Adriana in Julia's ER? (laughs) 100%. 100%. But also there is context for why Julie, for why Larsa said that, and Larsa and Nicole spoke about it. She just said it because she wanted to piss off Nicole. She admitted it. She doesn't believe it. She just wanted to piss her off. I think there is though part of Larsa that does believe it. Um, I don't think she. I don't think she cares in the sense of like I think she thinks that people can go do whatever they want to do, um, but she wouldn't do it. Like she would find it really, you know no what's the word like not kosher to do right nah she'd do it if one of these young black bucks came around and wanted to give her one kardashian style she'd do it kanye west <laughs> we'll ask adriana about that we we haven't i i don't want to talk about kanye on this podcast ever but the fact that adriana went there about his dick that story about seeing his dick in the urinals is insane and also totally true (laughs) i was about to ask i'm like do you think it's true of course i do adriana is wild the way that adriana probably saw him go into the toilets and and then went in but but adriana is that girl who's like Oh, the women's toilet line is so long. That was a really bad accent. And just goes in and but but doesn't just go into the men's toilet, proclaims that she's doing it. I'm going into the men's. Like, and you know why I know that about Adriana? Because I'm that girl too. <laughs> I think though, where Adriana would take it one step from you, Moshi, would be she has that little apparatus that like women Not can an apparatus. Use, that women can use so they can pee standing up. Oh, the Shiwi. She's got one of those. I'm familiar with the Shiwi. And her Shiwi perhaps was just as big as Kanye's. <laughs> <laughs> 
wow, this podcast smart. <laughs> um, but look, Julia, I mean, this was the only reason why I thought perhaps she got that that seat next to Andy because of this. She got it, which is Adriana. So again, I'm I'm correct. Um, I mean, some other things happened in this episode. Larson's they did. Lars is looking for a house. You weren't so sure whether or not other things did happen in the episode, it sounded like. Yes, Lars has finally sold her mansion and is now on the hunt for a new home. But, like, I, she wasn't living ever in Miami, so why is she looking for another house in Miami? Is this just a, is this just a plot line? It is because on Selling Sunset, she was also looking for a house. And her real estate broker, that guy, he's also on Selling Sunset. So that's how I know. <laughs> so basically she's looking for, you know what? She'll be next on like, what's million, that? She'll be on Million Dollar Property Mansion, whatever it is, one of those shows on Bravo, 100%. Yeah, she'll, she'll be on House Hunters International then. <laughs> oh, my God. I love House Hunters International. <laughs> Um, speaking of houses, though, Julia, I mean, she's an empty nester now. Her kids are, one's in Paris. (laughs) Never say Pathy again. One is going somewhere else. Not, oh, I was going to say Russia. Um, but no. (laughs) Let's hope not. (laughs) She's gone, gone, oh, I forgot where the other one's gone. But they're all leaving, and Julia has this beautiful moment with Adriana. In the rain. In the rain. <sighs> Insane. That that whole scene, when the rain starts falling down and it's like Adriana's hair is, like, stuck to her face and her mascara, I'm like, these produce, like, the lengths these women are willing to go for <laughs> the shots, fucking hell. It was like something out of the notebook. Like it was meant to be so romantic and intense in the rain. Like it's so out of this world. But they've got the They're friends. <laughs> it's called friendship. No, they're more than friends though. I would I mean look, I would never sit in the rain with one of my friends, no matter how deep and meaningful the conversation is. And that's got nothing to do with friendship and everything to do with the fact that you're a Taurus. Perhaps, but um, look. What do you think of that whole thing, though? Like, is, I mean, we've gone from engagement to, like, notebook. It makes for a really great storyline. They're definitely friends. They're definitely flirty women. I just think it's fun. Do you think they've ever kissed? Of course they have. <gasps> Why is that a... <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about Adriana in that bath when they went to... Oh, my trip. God. Anyway, next. What else happened <laughs> in this episode? Um, and then we found out that Lisa and Nicole have a trauma bond. Yes, they do have a bit of a trauma bond. So this thing with their dads, and then, but they also have legit a legit friendship, um, which is interesting. Given the factions, again, there is a little bit of a crossover, I think, with some of these factions because Lisa and Nicole really do get along. Yes, people get along, except for Gertie, who's just there. Yeah, we need to. Well, Gertie's friends. I think the thing is, Gertie is actually has a job and is constantly working um but Gertie is 
really good friends as well with Nicole. So it's interesting. She's friends with Kiki. She's I think she's the one who brought Kiki in. And Kiki and Nicole are really good friends, but I I think everybody's friends with Kiki. She's fucking fabulous. Just, I mean, the disappointment for Kiki. I think, though, I'm glad that she's not at the reunion because I feel like she would have gotten the Escala edit. Yeah. We would have seen her make one sentence in episodes and... She would have been whisked away as quickly as she was brought out. And that's just not, she doesn't deserve that. I, I suspect there's more to it um, because they, it's just, it, my thing is that they just made sure to keep so much of her brilliance in the show that to me, you don't go to that length to include someone in a show if you don't want them to eventually be a housewife or to eventually do something else. But I suspect, you know, we find out that Kiki is going through a separation at that time and there's a lot of things going on. So I suspect Kiki wanted to keep it lighthearted and fun and maybe didn't want to commit too much to all of the shenanigans. But as a professor of housewives, whatever Kiki brought to the show this season, compelling and brilliant and truly funny just funny even when she wasn't trying to be just really authentic and funny and I loved it I don't even think she is a friend of like I think Marisol and Adriana are friends yeah I think she Kiki got like the guest you know I feel there's like that which is very old school that's old school housewives when you had guests like Faye Resnick was like a guest yeah okay so I would equate Kiki to a Faye Resnick. You know, Faye, when she's on, she gives us everything. That it's almost maybe it would almost be too much if she was a housewife. You know where I remember Faye Resnick from? (laughs) The OJ Simpson trial? No, the cover of Playboy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you don't, but that's okay. (laughs) It's very true. Faye Resnick was before my time. (laughs) <laughs> way before your time well I'm really enjoying Miami I'm excited to watch this last episode and for us to come back and dive into it next week um let's touch on our girls from New Jersey New Jersey okay good for you Patty with the little accents I'm here for this going to the shore oh wow I never knew you had charisma no charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And here it is. I know that I had all of those things. <laughs> no. <laughs> um look, it's episode four. I mean, the last time we spoke, it was episode <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? I just want to start by saying um I think this podcast today you spoke about how Dolores is this like compared to Teresa Judice a modern woman um you know she has a very different life track perhaps you know that she is this single and doesn't need to be married and all these other things that I think Teresa aspires to right um, but there's something about Dolores in her feuds this season, which is to me very true. 
And I think it's it happened in the last episode. The way that Jen or Jennifer Aiden is like crying and Dolores is like, you don't need to do that. Like, we're not doing that yet. Like, do not cry. And I think as well, this whole thing around, so, like, Margaret has outed um, Bill's Bill's affair, right? And I think, look, I think all these women are extremely traditional, right? Jennifer, I think, sees his affair as a failure on her to, you know, maintain the marriage and the marriage bliss, right? Um, She didn't want to reveal the affair because she knew the impact of it upon her community, upon her family. I think her in-laws are perhaps a little bit more conservative as well than her own family is from the sound of things too. And I think that Dolores is kind of like, you know, really sees it as a very traditional situation where she, I think that she kind of thinks that Jennifer didn't like, you know, perhaps maintain the marriage or she should have. I just don't think that Dolores is this, you know, woman empowering person. I think that she is very much like, these are the traditional roles. Like this is how it needs to be. This is not what we do. She's not the modern woman. I think that we like to think that she is. Okay. Because I agree and both and disagree with you, I'm going to say this. More than one thing can be true. And I'm going to back it up. I'm going to back it up. But tell me, what are you going to say? Because you're, you're clutching your eyeball. That's when I know that shit's, shit's not sitting well with you. Say it. I was really proud of myself for finally, like, accepting that Dolores is trash. Interesting. I just want to say as well that I was like... So surprised to see that, like, Wendy Williams was on Watch What Happens Live the other day, and then I realised it was Dolores Catania. (laughs) (sighs) Wow, wow, wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. Okay. I think we've come to the end of this week's podcast. <laughs> I think we've come to the last podcast that we're ever going to do. <laughs> I just want to know. Shut it down. How Dolores got so tan on her trip to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> we have questions. How are you tanning in Dublin? Like, how does that happen? Um, I'm going to ask my Irish familia. Um Okay, you said a lot of things there and none of them were lies. And (laughs) once again, more than one thing can be true. For me, I I 100% agree with you that I think that Dolores is very traditional and has a very traditional way of doing things. But I also just think that she has a pragmatic way of dealing with things. And I don't necessarily think that Dolores would say, stop crying to just anyone. I do also believe that she's not about the women empowerment movement she's definitely not empowering other women I'm I I don't want you to think that that is what I believe because believe me it is not um what and and I also want to say that you know uh the week before um 
Margaret, you know, Marge was actually the same way. And she had said to Jen, why are you crying? Stop crying. Just like, what's with the crying? Actually sounded more like Dolores just then in my head. Um, but <laughs> a kind of what I, what I wanted to say actually really revolves more around Jen. So when we did talk about episode, the first episode, and there was a whole blog at the pool party, and we spoke about this whole thing that Jen, um, uh, you know, Jen saying that she doesn't have the same sort of friendships that, you know, the other women have, nobody backs her up, and her trying to, you know, start rebuild this friendship with Jackie. There is one thing that I want to say about Jen, and that is that nothing about her and nothing that she says is genuine. She is she's all about her public image and she's all about like, you know, she, she's, she leans into the fact that she wants, you know, she just, she's about the popularity. Like this is a woman who always wanted to be a housewife, like as in on the show, not just in real life. Like she wanted this job. She knew she could do it. And I'm going to say that I think she's a great housewife. Like she brings it, she brings the drama, but there is nothing about Jen that is, there's no humility there. Um, I, I, I agree with you on the one hand when she says this thing about, you know, positioning the reason why they've never discussed the affair is because, you know, she sees it as she's done, she's been a failure and she's done this, that and the other. But the other side of it is she hasn't brought it up because she doesn't want people to know that she's had issues in her marriage. She she knew that the moment that that came out and that people were talking about it, she knew she was going to have to own up to the way that she's treated some of these other women and she doesn't want to. Look at what she did to poor Jackie. And I believe it that Evan did not cheat on Jackie at this point. But this woman went around calling people, wanting facts, wanting to know information, okay? The way that she completely slut-shamed Margaret. And I just want to say, like, Margaret talking about an affair that she had 20 years ago or a sexual assault that she had or whatever it is, these are not her bragging. Like Teresa and Jen, Jenny, um, Jennifer love to use the term that this is Margaret bragging. It's not bragging. And this is, you know, this is just Margaret telling the truth, stating a fact, talking about something that she's not particularly proud of, but it is something that shaped her. It's something that made her who she is today, you know. Um, to me, I think for Jen, I think she's, I mean, obviously humiliated that there was this infidelity in her relationship. But I think the other side of it that's humiliating for her is that she pretty much stayed with Bill because she was pregnant and she was vulnerable and she had other children and she didn't have an outlet. She didn't have any money. She didn't have any of these things, right? Like it's more to the point of she. how can she put herself out there as being this like, kind of because she does try to be sort of a bit more of a modern woman, a bit more of a trope, a bit more easygoing and things like that, when she is completely bound to her husband, completely and thoroughly bound to him. Like the way that she's trying to get the sympathy vote from the audiences now, like, I'm sorry, Jen, but we see each other. 
when I put my Mediterranean hat on, mm. I, 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 I become extremely like old school. I see though how they think that she's bragging because it's like they come from this world where you don't discuss the infidelities. You don't discuss, you know, who's in the mafia. You know, you, you snitches get stitches. It's all under wraps. And so for Margaret to be so open, I see how that is misinterpreted as being proud of, you know, because she's willing to discuss. Because that's just not something that you do. You don't talk about your husband and your business, what happens behind closed doors. Like, you're not meant to know what happens behind closed doors. We all know something is happening. You're not allowed to, like, actually say it out loud. And that's the whole thing. Teresa, Jennifer, Dolores, they are all women who are products of a different generation, of a very, very different way of doing things. Melissa Gorga, as well, same thing. She's wearing the bloody necklace that said wifey. Like that's that's such a an old school mentality, yes. you know. It's no, you know, she might be like, or like, yeah, don't you, don't Joe, don't you want me to like have my business and do this and do that? But then she's got the wifey necklace on. It's kind of like you're kind of like, yeah, playing both sides of the fence here. No, a hundred percent. But this is why I say more than one thing can be true. Particularly, we have to have this perspective when we discuss New Jersey. But then we have Dolores on the other hand who we know too much about Frank Catania's infidelities at this stage. One thing that really blew my mind is finding out that they really were divorced longer than they were married, um, that they separated when she was still pregnant with little Frankie, and that actually they were never lived together as a family with everyone in the house before. And that to me was like, that explains kind of how they were able to become friends, I guess. Like Dolores has just had such a long time to come to terms with the Frank of it all. And I think also, you know, they obviously grew up together um, in Patterson where <laughs> Dolores was biting people's nails. <laughs> um, I love that shit. Um that they, you know, it's unfortunate they had children, but they realised, obviously, that they were better as friends. And I also think they had children because Dolores wanted children. Did you forget I'm from Patterson? <laughs> that wasn't a good, that wasn't good, Patty. Where's the accent? Um, look, I think, I don't think it's that they realised they're better as friends. I think that marriage does something to some people. And I think for Frank, that was, he's one of those people. I don't think he's the kind of person that needs a long-term commitment in yeah. a relationship. He's the kind of guy that wants to swing his dick around the country, <laughs> apparently, because he's in Texas and then New <laughs> Jersey. And, you know, that's that's who he is. And, you know, I think he was kind of, you know, he probably did get, Dolores pregnant the first time and she probably got married, shotgun marriage, I'm sure. And then they had another kid and that was when that's when the truth of it all came out, right? So, you know, I I don't know how I feel about this whole like people aren't allowed to have sex in the house thing. Like 
it's not people, it's him. And it's because he's too loud. <laughs> like, we need to really discuss this. Okay. I'm really enjoying Gabby, <laughs> like, seeing the whole family. I don't think I realise, like, how sweet and innocent little Frankie is. And I also did, I, it's also really inter- interesting to see how much they all look like Frank. Like, her daughter has Frank's face. Like, and then I look at little Frankie, I'm like, Oh, he also has Frank's face. He just has hair. It's it's kind of wild. But um, I could talk about Dolores and Frankie and the Catanias all day, all night. But I guess what I want to do is, like, would you mind if we had, like, a little sort of run through and kind of looked at what the storylines are that we're getting out of New Jersey early on that we can, I guess, expect to see throughout the show? All right. So let's kick it off with Melissa. No storyline. No, so like, next. why Why is she on the show again? Like, what is going on there? I was literally just about to say, let's, let's talk about everybody but Melissa. <laughs> no, she was the easiest one to get out of the way. I will say, though, that the only thing that is brewing here is um, the fact that Melissa has absolutely no family fucking loyalty and that Teresa clearly messages her in this episode saying, like, <sighs> You better defend Louis. You better like stand up for us and you better like not perpetuate anything. And she's out there like bloody showing everyone the text message. Because she's coming. No, she's coming for blood. She's done. And let's talk about it. Okay. Let's talk about Teresa and Louis. Let's not talk about what they don't want out. (laughs) You know, but it's, so I saw a post today um, from Christian Grace Snow on Instagram, who I love, um, and he made a really interesting post, which Teresa actually liked, which was that, you know, Teresa should just quit this show because at this point, this woman has been through so much and she's asking for one little thing, which is like, guys, Let's not make a whole season about her relationship. Just cut her a bit of slack. That's what she's asking for. Now, typically, I would say no, and I had to, like, sit with this concept for a little while. And then I dawned on it. I I thought about it more, and I'm like, you know what? Cut her a little bit of slack. Like, they seem – New Jersey seems to not be able to exist unless – some unless we're we're piling on Teresa and she just wants a break like she's doing this show at this point let's be honest as a charity for Melissa so that Melissa can have some sort of conflict shouldn't that hasn't she given us enough like can't we just be happy for her no we can't be well look I think part of it is that Louis uh not that he filmed that video knowing that he was going to end up with Teresa and right but like I think the thing for me is that like there was this like this suggestion that like Jackie and Jackie signed up for the show not Evan but Evan got brought into this whole thing with like the cheating rumors last year yeah. but Louis didn't sign up for this and, and I agree actually I think 
when Jackie became a housewife, she was with Evan. She would have had a conversation with Evan saying, is this something that we want our family to do? At the end of every season, I'm sure that they would regroup and say, is another season what we want to do? Given what has happened this year, is this another thing that we want to sign up for? And they clearly decide together, yes, because he shows up. He's clearly getting paid money because, you know, um, uh, the husbands of New Jersey get paid. But you know who outed that? Um, Kim Kim G, I think it was. Yeah. Came out saying that, uh, um, what's the daughter's name? Gia is getting $50,000 this season. She deserves it. Totally right. Um, but anyway, so like clearly Evan has signed up for this. Louis has not signed up for the show. I don't think in my opinion, because I think that, you know, okay, yeah, he signed up to date Teresa and he knows that <laughs> Teresa is on the show, but, like, he has kind of, like, you know, been brought into all of this and the the things that have happened in his past and have been brought into the show, and I don't think that is fair in a way. Um, I'm, I I'm... agree with that sentiment. It took me a really long time to come to that agreement, but it's it's like I – so, number one, I don't think that they should not – discuss Louis like not not discuss Louis but I think to it's the context of how they're discussing Louis is it's too much like they they're wanting it to be a storyline and you know every episode is like I've heard this new thing about Louis who's gonna bring it up it's like guys just cut us some slack go pile on Jennifer like find another victim and let's just give her a season off (laughs) like seriously and you know who the biggest gossip about Louis is? It's Margaret Jones. Yeah, I know. He is the big, and it's always the men. The men are Where always there's the smoke, biggest the gossips. Smoke. Yeah, but it's, you know what it is? I was watching that scene and it's, it's it, he, well, Margaret said this about him last season, that he needs to shut his mouth. He talks too much. But he really gets into it with, like, it's really easy to, like, stir Joe Gorga and I watch him when he does it, and I think he just more likes to see Joe Gorka get pissed, and that's kind of funny. (laughs) Okay, so another kind of, like, storyline situation, um, Jen versus Margaret, that is going to get crazier, I think. Well, I think at the moment, though, we're in this kind of peace between the two of them. It will not last. Okay, it won't last, but I'm I'm confident for it for the moment. Um, I'm really glad that they were able to sort of like talk it out. I actually didn't think it would be possible this early on for them to have that conversation. It's not. It's not possible. That's why it's all going to become undone. It's all going to come undone. It's wishful thinking. This is New Jersey we're talking about. Trust me. Next, <laughs> we've spoken about Dolores. Um, okay, so I guess. Is it wrong? I mean, what I'm going to say right now is so wrong. But Jackie and her eating disorder. MVP. Once again, once again, two things can be true. <laughs> this is how I'm justifying my insanity right now. You know what I'm going to say. One, I think we've known for a while. Like, she's obviously been very open about her eating disorder in the past, but I think we've known through the course of watching this show that she's still very much in the depths of it. I think that was apparent. Mm-hmm. But number two, is she staying in the depths of it so she can have a storyline on the show? Oh. 
I know I hate myself. I hate myself. But if she doesn't have that, what does she have? Um, well, what has she had the last four seasons? Fights with Teresa. Well, she's finally decided she's going to leave the Teresa thing alone and now she's going to actually talk about her own life, which I... You know what? I actually am pleasantly surprised by Jackie this season. Finally, like, figured it all out. I am happy to see that she, like, stood up against Dolores. Like, that's the one girl I feel like you just, like, you can't start a fight with. Because Dolores, remember Dolores? I love the way you say Dolores' name. Dolores, you do say it like you're in New Jersey. It's beautiful. I'm from New Jersey. Um, the the when she like came up against who was Beverly? <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> Danielle, stop. Um, Dolores was in Dolores her right, and the, Jackie just I don't. I was just like, wow, you're gonna do this, but like, good for you, honey. Um. And now she's talking about her eating disorder. And you know what? Like, I think it's great because I think uh, how many people have eating disorders out there? Like, I think it's much more common than we think. I think it's great to hear somebody, you know, on one of these shows talking about it because I don't think anyone else has really been brave enough to, you know, really delve into it as much as she currently is. Mm. Um, She's done a lot more for the cause than anyone else has. And, um, good for her. And it is scary stuff. It was actually really confronting to hear mm-hmm. her in her her appointment with, you know, the nutritionist or whoever it was and talking about, you know, all of these symptoms that she has and all of, like, the potential dangers that come from that. And, you know, it was sort of like, well, do you have this? Yes, you have that. Yes, oh, I've also got this one. Like, it was like, wow, like, this is, like, really, you know, you don't really understand how bad it is. And she's, like shaken by it as well like of course the way like, that she's like it's... i think i might die like yeah well it's what? one of those things where if if it's not managed properly even just trying to like you can't recover on your own because just if you try to recover on your own say by having like a binge or something like you could kill yourself by overeating because your body is going to be shocked by suddenly getting way too much nutrients you know um but it was, it was actually like when they went through that checklist, that was so powerful because I think like, you know, when the, the lettuce thing, you know, I grew, I was, grew up in the nineties, I would say like the height of when um, I think the anorexia epidemic was being like spoken about in the media. And, you know, I grew up with a lot of, um, men and women now who suffered from, you know, bulimia and anorexia. Like it was so common when I was a teenager for somebody to have anorexia, for someone to just not eat. Um, I definitely have friends who went through all of that. And um, it is wild to see it's still affecting her, you know, as a mother in her 40s. Um, it is It is really, really tragic. But uh, and and I am really proud that she is sharing it on the show. Uh, I don't want to take away from that. But my cynical producing side also has to say that potentially we might not have had her on the show. Like, I think she's actually guaranteed herself another season as well, because we're going to want to see 
the aftermath of, of what happens with this? Well, I mean, you know, Crystal from Beverly Hills said it. Like, I don't think you ever, you never stop having a, a needing disorder. I think you just go into, like, remission for a while, right? Recovery. Recovery. So, um, look, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, you know, maybe now is just the right time to yeah. have the discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously that was something that she finally made the decision that she wanted to talk about. And I'm sure the producers are going all in on because 100%. Compelling. Um, well, we well that's what they do at the beginning of the season. They pitch it and they say to you to the the cast. I know this now because I've read the books. What do you want to talk about this season? And they're like, all right, fabulous. We'll support you with this, 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 and this. So it's exciting. It is. It's really good. What's your take on friend of Tracy? I kind of like her. I think we need some more different blood. Um, And I think it's really funny, like, everybody, I think because everybody loves Tiki so much that, like, everybody's just going to love Tracy. I I will say that's probably the only problem with this. It's that everyone wants Tiki and I feel like Tracy is, like, the afterthought that comes with Tiki. Which is so true, which is why I kind of loved, you know, like when she showed up to Melissa's Shaw house on her own and they were like, it's Tiki. And she's like, he's coming. And I don't think he was working. I think that was very strategic. Um, Yeah. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. I don't know. I kind of forgot she was there this episode. She's a friend of, right? Well, as we just discussed, though, some friends of are, you know, more than others. She's not holding a turnpike. Not anytime soon, anyway. But it's obviously a hard, it's a hard franchise to sell because we've had a very consistent cast for quite a few seasons now and clearly no one has been able to, like, break in. Well, I'm going to be really honest. I think it's the way Melissa was able to guarantee herself another season was by bringing somebody like Tracy in. But I don't even, well, I mean, I don't think they're that close. No, I think they are. I think they're friends. Like, I I think this is the thing is that that's part of the reason why Melissa is more vocal now and things like that. Like, she has a life outside of Teresa and we've never had a chance to see it. And the other side of it is, like, Joe is also, you know, trying to be a comedian, doing all this stuff. Like, they're really fully leaning into their public personas and I think, that's that's what it's all about. They're trying. They'll oust Teresa by bringing all of their friends in. I think somebody made this really interesting observation on Instagram. I, I'm sorry, I don't have an account for you, but um, <laughs> that like we always see Teresa's daughters and how like how have Teresa's daughters been impacted by the breakdown of the relationship between Teresa and Joe um, as brother and sister? But we never know. Like there are other kids here. Antonia and the two boys. Like, sure. They don't care. It's different, though. It's different because the other kids, like, they want the fame too. I hate to say it, but, you know. Gia was going to those acting classes and things. Like, this is what she wanted. It's different. And Melania, Melania is the most iconic housewife's child of all time. I think the the power that family has 
Yeah, but we, you know, Gabriella and Adriana choose to not really be on the show. Like it's it's different different strokes for, you know, different folks. Like it's up to the kids. I 100% if Joe's daughter said that she wanted to be on the show more, she would, but she's not interested. I just mean, though, the fact that we have one of like the strongest OGs of Housewife canon, Teresa. Then we've got the the OG like child of Melania. We've got the tryhard sister in law copycat. All don't, in one don't, city. <laughs> don't bring her kids into it though, because I really love Joe and Melissa's kids. But all in one city, all one franchise. How does this happen? I I can't New Jersey. People are sleeping on New Jersey. Okay, nobody's sleeping on New Jersey, and you need to read the book. It's not all diamonds and rosé, and then you'll understand how New Jersey Jersey came about. Like, it's not a secret. We have Caroline Manzo, actually, to thank for the family connection. We have Dina and her. You know, um, apparently Dolores is, like, good friends with Caroline Manzo. Yeah. That's the gang. Dolores is in those early episodes. I just think, like, Dolores... She plays a lot of sides. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think I trust her. Now, Dolores plays Dolores' side. Mm, okay. Okay. How dare you distrust my African sister? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's really embracing her roots, that's all I have to say. <laughs> and once again, this is a great moment to end this podcast. Patrizio, it's great to be back. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We will be back next week. uh, But until then, please rate, review and subscribe. Helps people find us. Follow us on the the Instagrams from the Lower Level Pod. That's it. And have a great rest of the week. Bye. Bye, Mushy.